James chapter 2. James chapter 2 in our Bibles. And uh, it's always good to get to share about what the, the Lord is doing in Nigeria. Uh, another thing that's occurred in the last 12 months, we had a uh, media ministry called uh, Christian Media International that came out in September of last year and built us a fully uh, functioning audio-video studio uh, for a television program that we are doing in two cities. So I'm now a televangelist. Hallelujah. Uh, no, actually it's one of our graduates that uh, uh, is a full-time evangelist and uh, we got the studio built in Ibadan in the southwest part of Nigeria. It's the second largest city. And then we're also doing a second program in a city called Iloran. And that's about the sixth most populous city in the, in the country. And so uh, through those two programs, we have the potential of reaching about 30 million people uh, in the Yoruba language. Uh, and that ministry has a desire to start programs in 10 other languages in Nigeria. We're just trying to get the, the right preachers that uh, are willing to, to record the content. And we've got, I mean, they, they, they brought a uh, representative that uh, uh, brought in thousands and thousands of dollars worth of equipment. And so we've got a fully functioning studio in Ibadan. And then uh, also we're partnering with a prison ministry, and we're now in uh, prisons in eight different states in Nigeria. There's 36 states in the country, and each state we're learning has about four or five different prisons. And so uh, 36 states times four or five, we could be getting, getting into uh, uh, between 175 and 200 prisons. Uh, one particular state that we're in called Plateau has eight prison facilities. And so uh, we are uh, reaching uh, into places and actually seeing people come out of the prisons, uh, having received the gospel and going into Bible-believing churches. And so uh, the opportunities are Endless. I was speaking to someone on the flight today, and he was asking what I was doing uh, in Nigeria. We just kind of got off into conversation. He regretted asking me about that after about 20 minutes of me talking, and I talked his ear off. Amen. And it was great. But uh, James chapter 2 is where I'm reading, and I'll still try to uh, knock off a little early to see if uh, anyone has any questions. I really enjoy doing question and answer because I know that I've probably skipped over something that you might be interested in. We talk about uh, all the languages that we're trying to get into uh, with the television program. The official language in uh, Nigeria is actually English. It used to be a British colony, uh, so they speak the king's English, amen, uh, which uh, we all think we're speaking English, but we ain't, uh, and I, I had to get rid of a lot of uh, southern colloquialisms and uh, contractions and slang, and uh, it has been just like uh, learning another language at times. Uh, the first time I went to the mechanic, I thought I was in kindergarten again. 
because it's not the trunk, it's the boot, it's not the hood, it's the bonnet, yeah, it's not the, uh, it's not a muffler, it's a silencer, uh, and you don't r- roll up the window, you wind the glass, yes. And so it, I, I was with my mechanic saying, what do you call this? And what do you, I, we were doing show and tell. It was great. Uh, but uh, James chapter 2, starting in verse number 14. And uh, just read a few verses here. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and had not works, can faith save him? Verse 18, Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Uh, when I was a young, younger Christian, it, this passage of Scripture really intimidated me. Um, I became a soul winner when I was a teenager, but really didn't grow up in church. Um, my my mother and my father both grew up in Baptist churches, but uh, when they got married, they really didn't uh, find a church together. But when I was nine years old, I was invited to a, a vacation Bible school, and it was really the first time that I had ever gone to church. And so when I came back from VBS, I asked my mother if we could start going to that church together. And so she she brought me there, and eventually my older brother joined us. And from time to time, my, my father would uh, come to the church also. Uh, we had only been in that church for about three months uh, when uh, my father was a, a pilot for Southern Company Services, which was uh, the parent company of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi, and, and Florida Power. And so he would fly the executives to uh, Birmingham, Atlanta, Pensacola, and Gulfport. On April 10th of 1989, my father's plane crashed in Pensacola, Florida. And uh, he and the vice president of Florida Power and the, and the co-pilot all perished in the, in the crash. And I was 10 years old um, and had never really thought about eternity. It was really the first time I started thinking about it. What 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 happened if what happened to my father and, and and where was he and what would happen to me if I were to die? And I went to my pastor after a morning service and asked him about being saved. And he came to my home that afternoon and sat with uh, sat in the living room and showed me the gospel. My mother was sitting there also. She was in tears. She knew what was going on, and I got saved. Uh, as a 10-year-old boy and didn't really become faithful to that church. Uh, we would go on Sunday mornings, but never really got involved in the Sunday schools or the evenings. Or only weird people go to church in the evening, I mean. But uh, I'm kidding. All right, you're, we're all here. But uh, and, and I just never, we, we never really got involved until I was a teenager. And uh, when I was in, uh, as your pastor mentioned, I, I grew up in public schools in, in Nigeria. They, they, uh, they, they, they call them more accurately government schools. And, uh, I, but I grew up in public school. And, and, uh, and when I was about 15, I noticed that several of my friends seemed to be more serious about talking about the Lord and inviting people to church. And they all seemed to be going to the same church. It was a, 
another little church in our area called Sharon Baptist Church. And I started going to that church and got involved. Got, and got into the Sunday school classes and, and uh, it started going to Sunday evening service and Wednesday evening service. And, and, and before long, uh, there were deacons in our church that, that saw that I was interested in serving the Lord. And so one of those deacons took me up to youth conference in Hammond, Indiana. And uh, 28 years ago, 28 years and about uh, two weeks ago, uh, I was sitting in a service in that youth conference and heard a preacher tell a story about going to England on a visit. And when he visited Baptist churches in England, uh, he kept meeting. None of the churches that he went to had pastors. He went to three Baptist churches in England. None of them had pastors. And when he would meet with the men that were overseeing the church or were teaching or preaching in that church, uh, when they would find out that he was a teacher in a Bible college and that especially that he trained pastors, he said they would start pleading with them and say, uh, could you send us a preacher? You train preachers. Could you send us a preacher? And I remember the Lord... Uh, I did, I, it was amazing. It hadn't happened to me before. I was in a 6,000-seat auditorium, and I felt like I was the only one there. And the Lord was talking to my heart and saying, I could use you to do that. And I, there wasn't an invitation given, but I just knew that the Lord wanted me to be a preacher. And, and uh, when I was... When I told my family I was, I wanted to train for the pastorate, they didn't really have any recommendations for me. There was a, a Baptist college uh, about 60 miles from our home area, and I went and visited there, but it, it wasn't like what I had been a part of in that conference, and it wasn't like the preaching that I had heard. And so uh, I went uh, almost a 1,000 miles away from home uh, to a Bible college that nobody in my family had ever heard of uh, and went and trained for the ministry. Met my wife there at Bible college, and then uh, we ended up serving for two years after graduation at uh, uh, the church that would become our sending church. And then uh, as we went to the field, we worked with a veteran missionary, and then Truth Baptist Church was started and all the ministries after that. But even before I went to to Bible college, from that youth conference and from uh, uh, getting involved in, in, in the church in my home area, I, I learned what it meant to, to give someone the gospel. I remember the first time I got challenged about that. I was in uh, 10th grade and had just started becoming faithful and going to church and inviting my friends to church. And we would just have conversations about the Lord and about church. And, and uh, uh, after, after lunch one day, the starting fullback of our football team walked up to me. I had to, you had to get the, let me set the scene for you. When I was in 10th grade, I was a foot shorter than I am now. I didn't hit my growth spurt until I was a senior in high school. And uh, I was five foot three. I was the shortest guy in my class. And uh, in my freshman and sophomore class, I was the shortest guy. And, and uh, so the starting fullback comes, and, and he's still taller than, than I am now. And uh, this is the kind of guy that you, usually when he walked up to me, he was taking my lunch money from me. Amen. Uh, but uh, he, he looked down at me, and I looked up at him, and he said, Mark, he said, 
And I said, Brian, and, and he said, uh, I, I, I want to know more about the Lord. Can you tell me about God? And I was, I was so shocked, first of all, that I didn't, you know, he wasn't about to pummel me. And, uh, but I was so shocked, I, I really didn't know what to tell him except to invite him to church. And thank the Lord, he did, and he, he did come to church. He responded to my invitation, came to, came to uh, church with me that Sunday, got saved that Sunday, got baptized that evening. Amen. But I got so challenged on uh, what to, the, the fact that I didn't really know what to tell him that I went to the only person that I had ever seen give out a gospel track and share with someone the plan of salvation. And it was the youth director at another church across town. I went to his office, knocked on the door after school one day, and I just said, you've got to show me how to lead someone to Christ. And he took about the next hour and a half and showed me how to be a soul winner. And it was wonderful. Uh, and I, I started witnessing to people. And I remember uh, one particular lady I was uh, witnessing to, and I was showing her Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And when I told her that verse, she quoted back to me James 2, 20. Faith without works is dead. And I said, no, faith, uh, it, it, the salvation is by grace through faith. It's not of yourselves. And she said, but faith without what she was, she started preaching to me. Amen. Uh, I hadn't had that happen before. And I really didn't know what to do. And that passage of Scripture is, is, was pretty intimidating to me. Because I was thinking, if, if Paul said that, it, that salvation is by grace through faith, not of works, and here's James saying faith without works is dead, who's right? Well, if you believe the Bible, both are right. Amen. Uh, and I don't want to oversimplify it, but uh, James is speaking about showing our faith to other people. You see, when we get saved, everything that, that happens at salvation, it occurs on the inside. You see, I, I can't, as a, as a person, as a human being, I cannot see everything that happened to you at salvation. I can't see that your sins have been washed away. I can't see your heart. I can't see your soul. I can't see that the Holy Spirit is inside of you. I can, the only way that I can see it is if you show me, as James says, by your works. You understand? Uh, yes, salvation is by grace through faith because uh, for salvation... It's God that can see our heart. God can see our soul. Everything that happens with us happens from within. James even gives an illustration to prove this. He says, if a brother or sister be naked, verses 15 and 16, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto him, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? It's basically saying if a, a church member, a brother or sister comes to you and you have the power in your hand to meet a need that they have, you see that they have a need, but instead you say, Jesus loves you, God bless you, now get out. And you send them away. Uh, James is saying, what doth it profit? Or how have you proved what you say that you are a Christian? Uh, he says, and, and, and further on, it, it even basically gives us a dialogue between two men where in verse number 18, uh, it says, 
Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. The only way that someone is going to be able to see what happened to us at salvation is if we show it by our works. That's why it is important our, what our testimony is. It is important how we talk. It is important how we dress. It is important the friends that we keep. It is important the, our church's uh, reputation in this area. It is important because uh, the people are only going to see Christianity when we show it by our works. Yes, salvation. Hey, Paul and James were right. <laughs> salvation is by grace through faith, not of works. But if we're going to show our Christianity to someone else, it must be by our works. And so the question comes, what is the best way to show our faith? Well, in Galatians chapter 5 and verse number 6, I won't take much time, but there's a phrase in Galatians 5 and verse 6 that says, But faith which worketh by love. For in Christ neither uh, uncircumcision availeth nor circumcision, uh, but faith which worketh by love. Uh, the, the, the Bible is telling us that faith works by love. James says that faith without works is dead. Uh, in Galatians, Paul says faith works by love. If we're going to show our Christianity, if we're going to work out our faith, the best way to do that is with love. Unfortunately, that word love has been tainted and corrupted by society today. Uh, love today is just simply an emotion, an emotion or a feeling or at worst a, a physical attraction. But love is so much more than that. Love is a fruit of the Spirit. Love produces good works. The, the word that the King James Bible uses for love in, in 1 Corinthians 13, that great chapter on love is charity. And charity is, is, is love perfected. Charity is love that endures. Charity is, is love that produces good works. And, and in verse number 8, it says that love or charity never faileth. Why is that important? Because in 1 John 4 and verses 7 and 8, the Bible says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not, knoweth not God, for God is love. You see, it's important that we understand love from the scriptures that love never fails loves more than an emotion it's more than a feeling because feelings and emotions change and they fail and physical attractions fail but god never fails love never fails so if we're truly going to show our christianity we must understand real true bible godly love and if we're getting our definition of love from the world or from entertainment or from a movie or a song, uh, then we don't even understand God like we ought to. God is love. And so we must be able to show this world a Christianity based in godly love from the Scriptures. So faith without works is dead. Faith works by love. What's the easiest way to show love? was found in the most famous verse in the Bible. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God so loved the world that he gave. Love gives. Love gives. 
greatest example of that is God himself. When God came to this earth and lived a perfect life and never once sinned, but was arrested and beaten and mocked and scorned and placed upon a cross. Romans 5, 8 says it this way, but God commendeth his love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. I love that word because that word commendeth is exactly what I just did with our video. I commended to you Nigeria. I showed it to you in a way that you've probably never seen it before. Uh, I showed it to you in a way that uh, uh, you're not going to see on on news networks or when only bad news is coming about Nigeria. I, I showed you something that God's doing in the country. And, and, and I put it on display so that you could understand it in a way that you never did before. That's the cross. The cross is God saying, I love you. Look to the cross and see my love on display like you've never seen it before. Because God himself was giving himself, giving his only begotten son for sinners. Commendeth his love toward us and that while we are yet sinners, Christ died for us. Just as wonderful as that is, God displaying his love to us, God commending his love to us, is that, hey, every time that I give, I can look up to God and say, I love you too. Hallelujah. When we give, we're showing Christianity. We're showing forth our faith. We're showing forth our works. We're showing forth our love, just like God loved. And as your pastor was mentioning it before, what greater gift could there be than to give ourselves fully to the Lord? God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to be, I'll, I, that's what I'll be. I know that makes you nervous as a missionary stands before you and talks about surrendering. But, uh, uh, you know, if you surrender to God, He's going to start out having you serving Him here first and, and showing you something that you can do right here, right here in this church, right here in your area. He's going to give you a burden for your next door neighbor and a co-worker or a fellow student. He's going to give you a burden for someone in your area. And uh, it's amazing what happens when God knows he has all of us. And then, yes, uh, love gives fully. Love gives the gospel. Love gives the truth. Love tells that most beautiful story that's ever been told and tells others about the cross. And then love gives time. You know, it takes time to get someone else to come to church or to prepare a lesson or to uh, uh, be a, a blessing to someone else. And then, yes, love gives treasures, but there's so many ways that we can give. Love gives. Faith without works is dead. Faith works by love, and love gives. And uh, I just wanted to take a moment and share my testimony Share something that, that has really uh, driven our family as we uh, continue to try to serve the Lord in a foreign land. I, I tell you, I don't ever feel like it's a sacrifice for me. I, I believe God called me to do this. I'm right in the middle of where the Lord wants us. If there's a sacrifice, it's, it's my wife. Because uh, she, she was never called to Nigeria. Uh, she'll stand up here and tell you that she was called uh, to follow me. And I didn't know what I was doing for a while there. 
but uh, it was a sacrifice for her to leave uh, family and country and, and follow me. And I, I thank God for her sacrifice. By the way, she sends her greetings and she's with her mother and uh, my six children are with happy grandma. Amen. And uh, But I just want to challenge you. Christianity is lived out by our works. Those works must have a foundation of love. And boy, the, the example that we see from God is God so loved the world that He gave. Father, thank You so much for this time. And Lord, I pray that uh, we would truly understand what it means to give. To give all. To give ourselves. To give the gospel. And to give of ourselves. Uh, so that others may hear. Others may know. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the example that we learned from you. And, Lord, I pray that you help us to live out our faith. We'll thank you for all that you do. For we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Pastor?